0: Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, co-founder of the website Noah Ziegler alongside my good friend, co-host and co-founder of the website Adam Conradi. Adam, it's usually all basketball talk this time of year, but we got some big football news that uh happened this past week, but still still majority basketball obviously we got a lot to talk about, especially uh we're recording on the heels of a, a pretty big upset and just further proof that absolutely nobody has any idea what's going to happen come regionals time but adam how are you doing before we jump right into some pretty big news i mean that's happened the past couple of weeks so uh excited to talk about it how are you doing
1: uh yeah as you mentioned big news week this week uh on among uh multiple different sports uh and yeah we're getting really close to districts in basketball so uh postseason play coming up and uh i saw baseball post uh preseason rankings just dropped as well uh, as well as softball so Getting that exciting time of the year, almost getting up on, almost getting to March, uh, getting a little warmer outside, and yeah, uh, postseason basketball right around the corner.
0: Yeah, you're like you said, it's getting a little warmer, so we'll, we'll talk a lot about baseball. I mean, we talk about postseason basketball, it always comes with baseball talk, and that always means the end of the school year, which it's always a very fun and you know, it's an awesome time. Just you know, the postseason basketball beginning of the spring sports etc you know as a tennis fan obviously he's really excited for this year's tennis slate but nonetheless let's get right into it uh we're gonna start jacob meyer i mean we've been talking about him for the past couple of years this has been obvious ever since he just started garnering national headlines and national headlines for his scoring ability i believe last year according to max Preps, he was the highest average scorer and he officially did it. He officially set the ninth region scoring record at 3,129 points. It came in just typical fashion. It was a fast break dunk. He broke Scotty Drouds. Uh, let me start. Let me rephrase that. He broke Scotty Drouds' record. He was at the game. So that was really cool uh, to see kind of the passing of the torch. Very reminiscent of Kareem being there when LeBron passed him in all time scoring. So not you know, to compare Jacob Meyer to uh LeBron James or anything, but there you go. Um, but, you know, really cool to see that. And uh, he, again, Scotty drought, Beechwood set the record a few years ago, but Holy cross getting it done on a record breaking night. They beat Dixie Heights, 85, 58 and Jacob Meyer finished with 46 points. So uh, Adam, just talk. I mean, Jacob Meyer's just been, I mean, he's been one of the most electrifying players, I think in our lifetimes by far. And it, it if not the most electrifying and just, I mean, electrifying and just straight up scoring, but just talk about Jacob Meyer as a player and what it's been. I mean, how blessed we are. And to think that this year almost didn't happen if he stayed at a prep school. So just talk about what it's been like watching him over the past couple of years.
1: Yeah. I mean, Jacob Meyer is just an incredibly special player. I mean, being able to watch him for the last few years has just been an an awesome experience i mean he's just an athletic freak who can get to the basket at any point and good luck getting in front of him and trying to stop him because he's probably gonna do a nasty crossover move and make you look stupid and that's what he does a lot of the times. and his athleticism is just absolutely incredible and that's why he's such a good rebounder as well he averages uh 8.4 rebounds a game this year with Sam Gibson, a seven footer on his team averaging 11.4. So it's not getting as many rebounds because of that. And he's still averaging 8.4. That's pretty incredible. And that's not even to mention his incredible ability to put the ball in the basket, which we all already know about. But it's more so how he's improved from year to year uh, in his in how he how well he shoots. His shooting percentages have s- slowly gone up from his freshman to his sophomore, to his junior, to his senior year. So even though he's put up, these crazy insane numbers these past two seasons that may look otherworldly, like he's just taking over and taking every shot. It's not just that he he's gotten better within his own game and he's shooting better, better shots, but higher percentage looks and he's putting up better numbers and more impressive numbers this year than even he was last year. And I I didn't know if that was going to be possible coming into the season this year, but Jacob Meyer just continues to, Put just a uh, blow past expectations. so that's why I cannot wait to watch him in the regional tournament this year uh, and in the district tournament, uh, assuming that it's a uh, Holy Cross Cuvcalf in the thirty fifth district final, that should be a really fun game to watch as well. Mhm,
0: yeah, definitely gonna be a really fun one there. And like you said, it's just it's just amazing to see Jacob Meyer improve so much in like you said within his own game. that's that's something seriously impressive because obviously, Oh, you you would assume oh gets you know someone gets older they continue to improve their statistics but when you get to the level that Jacob Meyer is getting at it's incredibly difficult to to continue to rise and continue to improve on the statistics that he's been lighting up ever since he started playing at Holy Cross this is just a fun anecdote that I saw I think it was either on uh, Facebook or Bluegrass Preps but. Uh Scotty Droud again, Beechwood Scotty Droud, took the record from Dick uh took the record from Brandon Hatton. And I believe that was against Dixie Heights. So again, Scotty Droud takes it from Dixie Heights alum, Brandon Hatton, in a game when the Tigers played the Colonels. And then here we are years later, Jacob Meyer against Dixie Heights. Breaking the record, so somehow, some way, if somebody's going to break the all the ninth region all time scoring record, just make sure you're either at Dixie Heights or playing Dixie Heights, because I guess that's just the trend. But nonetheless, after the game in the coming days, Jacob Meyer received offers from ECU and Coastal Carolina, so two pretty pretty good pretty good schools to go to. I'd say it's pretty hard to have a bad time at ECU or Coastal. Uh, ECU being in the American and Coastal in the Fun Belt represent. But nonetheless, uh, Jacob Meyer, obviously, it, it it's all clicking for him, and it'll be interesting to see what happens come postseason time because we we have seen what the postseason can do for players, and uh, the the perfect example is Jacob Omer going from a was he committed? Where was he committed at first? Was it Cumberland's or it was a it, where where was he originally committed before
1: he before that re, uh state tournament run for Omer? I, I want to say Cumberland's or some, I, I believe it was a D three school Cumberland sounds right, but I'm not positive on that.
0: Right. And then he, he leads Scott. I mean, he, he was, I, I Ooh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head if he put up similar or slightly lower numbers than Jacob Meyer, but nonetheless, Omar obviously eventually getting to Western Kentucky and now he's doing well at Georgetown. But I mean, Jacob Meyer obviously wants a Western Kentucky commit. Now he is not uh, to be, I don't know. This is pure speculation. It doesn't really look like that. That would still be on the cards. I don't know if it is or not, but he's gotten a lot of good offers elsewhere. And I mean, for example, he could go play for Rick Pitino at Iona. That just happened. Or Mark Byington at James Madison. Great coach also. But nonetheless, it'll be interesting to see where he goes. I wonder if he has a commitment date in mind. Obviously, I'm sure it, it, it'll be after the season, but I wonder, maybe, maybe we'll have to reach out and ask. But moving on, the second second headline that was pretty huge that just happened a couple days ago uh, Noel Rash, Coach Noel Rash of the Beachwood Tigers, he is stepping down. He is calling it a retirement after seven se- 17 seasons with the Tigers. Uh, he cited health reasons. Uh, the direct quote from Link NKY was, I want everyone to know that nothing is drastically wrong with me health wise, but the time and stress involved in coaching football can take its toll. And I want to make wellness a priority in this next phase of my life. I believe I also read Adam, correct me if I'm wrong, that he is staying as a teacher at Beechwood, So I think it's just a matter of time to move on. I mean, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to go out. I mean, as, as well as he did winning multiple state championships in a row. Um, but he went it, just a couple of stats to show how good he was. He went 193 and 46 overall. He has eight state championships, 15 region championships. And this is just the most insane stat, no matter what level this dish, what level it is. He went undefeated in district play all 17 seasons while there. That is unheard of, no matter what but um adam correct me if i'm wrong did beachwood win two or three two-way state titles
1: oh i i believe they've won three three out of the last four let me double try Uh, i can check it real quick yeah they've won three in a row
0: so yeah they've won three in a row i mean so that's five one a state titles three two-way state titles and I don't think anybody even doubted that when they made that transition up a class that anything was going to happen in in terms of a drop in skill level or not even skill level, a drop in the amount of times they have won. Uh, This, I mean, or I guess, I guess a Just simply put, they. I don't think there was any doubt that Beachwood was going to make that transition flawlessly, and look what they've done. And here we are, but with this. I mean, he, he, the first question is who's next because, you know, Beachwoods have this long line of historic and famous and remembered coaches that have gone on and done amazing things. But the the question is who's next, obviously, because, that, I mean, you would uh, you would think that if Coach Ratch is going to step down, he has an idea of what the, he wants the program to do or he, where he wants things to go. Uh, obviously, the first name I think a lot of people have is Greg Hergett but it's it's also widely reported that he has no interest in becoming the head coach. So almost an ideal situation for Beachwood if you know that he's going to stay and you know he's going to stay in the position. Um, you could even... It, you it, That also kind of brings in the question of, all right, you just focus on getting a defensive-minded guy coming in to kind of counter that. Adam, this is... I, I want your input on this. Eddie Eviston, which... Uh, coach Eviston from cuffcath obviously, that would probably be... That would be really interesting. It'd be really interesting if that happened. Um obviously Evanston at Covcath, Beachwood's arch rival, the two team the two programs that have traded top uh, traded the top spot uh, as the, or as the best program in the area. But uh, he's he's got family at Beachwood and I saw in Bluegrass preps that Beachwood doesn't have an issue with multi sport athletes, but I I guess Covcath isn't really a big fan of that i don't know but adam do you think there's any shot that coach Everson makes a switch to beachwood
1: yeah i saw the name floated out there as well uh i i just don't really see that happening it would just be too much of a stretch for me i I don't know and i mean that's already a crazy big rivalry i mean imagine if that happened just how much more that rivalry would be elevated every game Mm -hmm. That, that would be absolutely
0: insane it'd be great for the headlines yeah, by I mean, all means. Would. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would be great for that. And that would be, I mean, that would be a must. Uh, I mean, I can't miss ticket if that happened to the first game, wherever it is. I mean, obviously, oh man, that, you know what, we'll have to maybe bookmark that in terms of uh, what would be good for the headlines. Um, but the other rumor is, is that he's interviewing for the molar job. And we've always joked that cuff cap is the molar of Northern Kentucky. So that would, I mean, that would also just be a seamless transition to going. I mean, all, Catholic all guy school, and Moeller. I mean, shoot, you'd also get to inherit a, one of the best running backs in the country, Jordan Marshall. So that'd be a pretty good get if Evanston can do that. So, but also, hey, hey, what, what if, what if we have to ask the question, who's next, twice for the two two of the biggest programs in Northern Kentucky? But. Other names that have been floated out there. Burt Bethany, he's the Lexington Catholics head coach. Uh he is a Beechwood alum, but he has been he apparently went after the Campbell County and Scott jobs and did not receive did not get either of them. So don't know if Beechwood would be wanting to take that or take the flyer on him, but but it'll be interesting to see who is who is up next for Beechwood. Obviously, they could go internal. It could be a case that Coach Rash had a decision. He talked it over, and everybody's on the same page. Um, but I also, again, one of the rumors is it's not going to come from Beachwood. It's going to come external. So we'll see what happens. Obviously, if it is Coach Eviston, which that would be crazy, then we'll, we'll we'll see about CuffCath. But it also sounds like maybe Coach Eviston is going across the river. So, But back to basketball, we talked about Jacob Meyer and Holy Cross. Earlier, uh, and we talked about a big upset happening tonight. That happened in Erlanger. That happened with the Saint Henry Crusaders defeating Holy Cross ninety to eighty six. Now, you you might be wondering, oh, how did how did Saint Henry muster up ninety points? The question you should be asking is, how did they beat Holy Cross after being down by twenty six points at halftime? We don't have we don't have the official stats yet. As the game again just went final about twenty minutes ago, but nonetheless. Adam, that's a huge win for Saint Henry Saint Henry's 500 again it's been a big season for them but this is this has to this has to be their biggest win of the year just because of how late it is in the season uh they 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 have a couple win, good wins earlier in the season but again a lot has happened and now we're we keep talking about the postseason I mean districts start next week so Saint Henry with a huge win uh, what what does this say and I, I mean for me it's just the fact that the region is totally crazy but I mean
1: who yeah. knows what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, I I completely agree with that, that the region is totally crazy and just wide open this year. But St. Henry has been playing some better basketball these past few weeks. Uh, I mean, they had two tough losses this past week, but they had a two-point loss at home versus Great Crossing, who's a top 15 team in the state with some very, very good players. And then they had a six-point road loss at Newport, who, as we've talked about many times, they have – a very, very high ceiling on that team. And towards the end of the season, they've really started clicking, but we'll get to them later in the episode. Uh, but yeah, St. Henry starting to play some good basketball. They were down, as you mentioned, 26 points at halftime, and I believe 16 at the end of the third quarter. And they put up 38 points in the fourth quarter to win 90 to 86. I believe they had a 58 point second half as well. So they just could not miss in the second half. And Absolutely took over. Matt Reasing had a great game as well as Braden Fetters. Uh, so yeah, shout out to the crew. Big win going into districts next week.
0: I would love to know if that is the most amount of points scored in Coach Faust's. I mean, actually, nonetheless, <laughs> Coach or Coach Faust's career, but St. Henry program history. That has to be a record. It's of some sort. There's just thirty. I mean, that's more points than they've scored in multiple games this year, I think. Yeah, I mean, you don't, I don't really want
1: to hear about St. Henry scoring 90 points. Yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly. That doesn't
1: really I like
0: a bell for me. 90 points, I mean, 38 in a single quarter, that's just, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, like you said, huge win for the Crusaders. They, they've they always been able to hang around teams, but this, is, this just shows that they can actually get it done to come up with a couple of huge stops. Um, but we also... I guess just to get this, get the uh, congratulations and the pleasantries out of the way. We also never really officially mentioned our congratulations to Coach Faust for breaking the record. We were two episodes ago. We mentioned the article that was written about him and um, his in his career. It it featured a lot of his former players, his fellow coaches in the region, and we talked about how they needed to beat Boone County and a homeschool team to break the record. And Boone County at the time had one win. And it, we were very presumptuous with it because, it, I mean, it did happen. So we can look back and say we are right. But nonetheless, uh, I, I, I don't think we mentioned in the last episode, but Coach Fowles breaking the ninth region record all-time wins. So it, it's, just a, it's just another – it's just a special season, really. I mean, a bunch of records being broken, just records that are going to be very hard to beat. But who knows? I mean, it's just really cool to see how far this – area has come with basketball and how good it has become just and also the fact that we have coaches like coach Faust who stay at a school like saint henry all throughout his career but nonetheless again congratulations to him and obviously he has a good reason to celebrate tonight with a big one over holy cross but another big game that really caught our eyes at him. dixie heights defeating cooper in double overtime 65 64 it was the jags opening night or not opening night sorry senior night it was a Jags senior night. It was a huge win for the Colonels. Again, we talk about big wins going into district play. I mean, how about this district of Lloyd, St. Henry, and Dixie? Like That's just, that's just going to be an absolute battle. Obviously, Lloyd, a shoe win for one of the regional spots, but Dixie and St. Henry in that district matchup is going to be great, mm-hmm. but Adam, Colonels, big win.
1: Yeah, hitting their stride at the right time. I mean, they had a slow start to the season. Uh, they really had a tough time finding a consistent second scorer, but with three players in double figures and a big double overtime win, I mean, against a solid team in cooper. I, that's that's really big. And I think uh, I saw something on Bluegrass preps that the big man for that transferred uh, Cooper this year might be eligible for uh, districts next week. So be on the lookout for that as well that Cooper might be getting a big boost down low
0: hmm. And that'll be uh, something to watch out for. Uh, their district foe though, Connor on a seven game winning streak again at the right time. And I think it's, I think it's time. I think it's time Adam to to talk about the Connor Cougars and they're, they're definitely a regional favorite, but I think it's time to maybe talk about, do they have some noise to make at Rupp arena? Maybe that's presump Maybe that's getting ahead of ourselves, but they're on a seven game win streak. They defeated Highlands, 86 to 52 and in that game, just some, Crazy stats. Dalton Kramer, 32 points. Landon Hammond, Hamilton, 27 points. Daniel Campbell, 16 points. Adam, every year we talk about how there's a couple teams. I guess going into this year, we knew Covcath was going to be up there. And then we just kind of automatically say Connor because everyone knows that Coach Matt Audi is one of, if not the most talented. I mean, what actually I'm going to say that. Hold on. <clears throat> one of the best coaches in the ninth region, but Connor obviously hitting their stride, heading into the latter part of the season and postseason play. Just talk about, I mean, are the Cougars are, are they ready to make it run for the state title? Cause I, I think they were close a couple years ago and now who knows? I mean, really who knows what's going to happen this year, especially they have a bunch of talent. I think they, I think they have enough talent if they put it all together that they can make a run, but, you and I always we t- in the past couple episodes, you and I have always brought up the fact that they also are susceptible to some questionable losses. So the fact they're on a seven game win streak is a positive for them, but is it time to give them the state title talk treatment?
1: Uh, I don't know if we're ready for that treatment yet, be- just because the ninth region is so wide open. And I mean, they can have a tough semifinal matchup and that could tire them out for the championship even. And I don't know. Uh, When Connor's shooting well, they are pretty much one of unbeatable and one of the best teams in the entire state. But when they're off, they're off. As you mentioned, they've had a couple of bad losses this year. But right now, they are clicking on all cylinders. I mean, they were just absolutely lights out from three against Highlands. Landon Hamilton and Dalton Kramer were both six of nine from three-point range in that game. A combined 12 of 18, that's absolutely absurd from your two best players going 12 of 18 from three. And as a team, they shot 15 of 27 from three. And this isn't the first time this season that they've done that. But they're capable of that on any given night, and that's what makes them so terrifying. And they play just very good team basketball because Matt Adi is a great coach, and they're very bought into what he's telling them. And, yeah, I, I think the sky is the limit for this Connor team. But I, I would pump the brakes for now on the <laughs> state title talk.
0: Yeah, but we always got to float that question always gotta we always gotta take it to the to the highest level make it really dramatic but
1: i like the thinking though.
0: yeah exactly but a team that kind of at least uh another team i guess that is in the state title talk and they are because they've been a top three team in the state for the majority of the season Cuffcath, uh, just a notable game from past week reed shepherd finally did it adam finally did it Covcath lost to north laurel uh, this time it was at North Laurels Gym, so um, the Colonels falling seventy-two to fifty-eight. Evan Ipsaro still had twenty-two points. Castle McGillis sixteen points, and Brady Hussey, thirteen. So not a terrible performance, but obviously Cuffcath falling. Uh, in that one, I mean, we talked about it. It was it was kind of the last one of the. It was, I mean, it, it for sure the last chance at, at Reed Shepard could have to beat Evan Ipsaro in their respective high school careers unofficially they could meet in Rupp but we'll have to see I know the regional pairings came out we're gonna have to double check that and see if when the ninth region and North Orwell's region could potentially meet but I mean obviously Cath would have liked to win that that's a that would have been a very big statement to make where it's hard to beat a team multiple times I think how much they played two. this is the, that was the third time they played the season am I correct or was that the second time
1: a uh, second time
0: okay but nonetheless it's hard to beat the same team twice uh i guess going back to last season uh if you want to put it that way because um i don't know it, 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 the years get all uh, the years become all the same but obviously a big win for north laurel again heading into their respective postseason but Cuffcath, they'll be able to bounce back we talk about state title contenders Cuffcath, obviously again up there with one of the best players in the state evan ipsaro but just goes to show i think anything can happen i think that's the one thing that is going to be really cool about this year's sweet 16 tournament is that anything can happen i mean we could see, we could see evangel christian make it through to the sweet 16 or we could see cupcath win another state title we could see connor finally get it done who knows but highlands uh, obviously you know speaking of state title winners by the way uh, highlands defeating lloyd 75-68 Lloyd also losing to George Rogers Clark 74-58. So a couple of big games going on in the A five recently. Just a couple, just a couple of good games that we're going to see. I, I that I have a feeling are going to be a lot of, I cl- I classify as early region mashup, early regional matchups because we just straight up get to see some of the matchups that are definitely primed and ready to play. And again, another one, Newport, they defeated Cooper forty four to forty two. The Wildcats are on a 6 game win streak. We talk about playing team basketball at the right time for a young team like Newport with a veteran coach. Could not pick a better time to play well, but we'll see what happens with Newport obviously again. They're a young team, but Adam we, I feel like every week we got to update a regional a region, like the thinking that we have for regionals, but as of right now, I'm going to I'm going to put you on the keep putting you on the spot. As of right now, where would you Where would you think? I mean, I guess what is your thinking in terms of who would you have as the favorite? Do you have it? Do you have multiple favorites? And who, I guess, who do you see maybe being a dark horse?
1: Uh, My favorite at this point in the season, I I would say, still has to be Cuffcalf. I I know they still have that one bad regional loss, or not a bad regional loss, the loss to Connor at home, but they've handled everybody else in the ninth region. And until. They get knocked out. Uh, I'm I'm gonna give it to the defending ninth region champion because I think Evan Absaro is him and Jacob Meyer are the two players that can really just absolutely take over a game at any point. And then after that, there's a group of three that I would say are right there. And I would say that's Connor, Newport, and Holy Cross, with Connor and Newport maybe slightly higher than uh Holy Cross. But then again, Jacob Meyer has the it factor, so he can just uh, absolutely take over if he wants to. But I I just have some questions about their uh, the rest of their scoring, so that's that's why I have them a little bit lower. And then after that is Highland or Highlands and Lloyd right behind them, and then Cooper Saint Henry and the rest follow. Mm-hmm. So but I yeah, think it'll... of those teams, I'd say the top four could win it. I don't think after the top four, any of them could win the region.
0: I agree, and I, after tonight's result, I will be I will be a little more harsh. I will say there's only two teams I could win it at this point, and that's Cuppath and Connor. I that's think bad. Newport's I think Newport's a little too young still. Uh, do they have the talent? Yes, but I still think they're another year of that talent developing away from being able to make some noise. And Holy Cross, there's just there's just something about it. There's something about it where. He can only take them so far. And I just see, I mean, we've seen Connor be able to do it against Cuffcath. We've seen Cuffcath win time and time again. And we we keep talking about, you know, I mean, we keep talking about that veteran, I guess that veteran sort of mindset or, and again, I bring this up, I think for the third time this episode, team basketball, just being able to have Coach Bruce Sats on the sideline, knowing that he knows how to get it done every year. That is really, really crucial. But other teams, like you mentioned, uh, again, Lloyd, Cooper as well. Like Lloyd and Cooper are obviously pretty interesting teams, I think. And then St. Henry and Dixie, I think, are interchangeable at this point. But as, as we see tonight, I would like you said, Jacob Meyer definitely is not... I say that I don't believe, I don't think Holy Cross is a regional contender, but Jacob Meyer absolutely can make him a regional title, title contender and make me eat my words. So... St Henry beating Holy Cross is kind of like it just it just goes to show anything can happen because we also again, we talked about I don't know if it was before recording or during this episode already, but it we could see St. Henry losing to Dixie. Do we think Dixie maybe could make a run at the regional title? No, but St. Henry has competed with they've beaten Connor. They've competed with Cuffcath. They've beaten Holy Cross. it's it's just it's just crazy to think that you could say a team like St. Henry with all due respect, you could say a team like St. Henry. And as we said, has competed with the top team in the state recently in great crossing, it's just crazy to think that you can make a case for the crusaders to potentially fight for the ninth region title. It just shows how deep this entire region is. It's not even to mention what coach Tim Sullivan can do at Cooper. Cause Lord knows what he's cooking over in union, but always fun. And we'll have a district preview coming up soon, but confirmed district matchups. excuse yeah district preview coming up soon postseason preview overall uh but the confirmed district matchups we do have a few districts that are set up the 31st district chimble county will take on carroll county where the winner will face tegan moore and owen county and then eminence will play henry county and then the winner will face gallatin county and then the winner obviously the winner of those games will meet in the final um 33rd district this one is going to be a fun one Cooper versus Boone County to start and then Ryle versus Heritage who will then face the, uh, well then I guess the winner of that will face Connor. Um, Adam Connor versus Cooper is going to be a really interesting one. Obviously that one, probably one you're keeping your eye on.
1: Oh yeah, definitely keep my eye on it, but I I think Connor's just playing much, much better basketball at this point in the season. I I know, Cooper can really slow down a game, but I, I think there's only so much you can do if sh- Connor keeps shooting lights out from three, like they have. Mm-hmm.
0: That. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the 36th district is also all set up: Highlands versus Newport Central Catholic, uh, and then Dayton versus Bellevue will take on the winner, or will take or the winner of that will take on Newport. Damn, Adam. Highlands versus NCC should be. I mean, Highlands would should be favored in that, but. I mean, the Thoroughbreds could give them a run for their money. And I think it'd be interesting to see if yeah. NCC can kind of keep that close. But I just think Highlands probably is a little too much offensive firepower.
1: Yeah, I think I said that on the last podcast as well. But since then, they've lost NCC has lost seven straight games. So they're, they're just not going in the right direction right now. Right. So I, I think the Bluebirds are going to yeah, win out mm-hmm. pretty easily.
0: Mm hmm. And then moving on to the 10th region, the 37th district is all set up. Campbell County will face Calvary Christian and Scott will face Bishop Rossert. Seems like it seems like the case every year. And then the 38th district, Harrison County will face Robertson County who will then take on the winner of Nicholas County and Pendleton County. So we'll have a full district preview coming up next week with full records. We'll talk about some of the team's best players, uh, et cetera, but Adam, anything uh before we wrap up, anything to mention is I don't know if Louisville has won a game recently or uh if anything, I don't really want to talk about college basketball because UC just lost to ECU, but
1: yeah, uh nothing on college basketball. Louisville has not they almost won a game against Virginia. But
0: wait, did they actually keep that close?
1: Yeah, they lost by three somehow.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I I well, I, I made a joke to my friend. Awesome. Yeah. I made a I made a joke to my friend who's a UVA fan that that was going to be close for no reason and lo and behold, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm just happy because JMU is 19 and nine. I don't know the last time we've had a 21 season. It might actually might have been recently, but I don't know. I'm happy that JMU is at least something in basketball now.
1: Maybe make a little uh, conference tournament run.
0: I don't know. We can actually go to the tournament now. <laughs> it's been t- yeah, the, yeah. Like I don't know how long it's been since we've been eligible for the damn NCAA tournament but shoot last time we went was 2013 I think yeah 2013 so hopefully Jamie you can do something that'd be sweet but again we'll see you uh next week with a district basketball preview for Adam Conradi I'm Noah Ziegler thank you for listening and we'll see you next time